0: Welcome to Sunny Side Up, B2B podcast produced by Demand Matrix. I'm Mitul Shah, and it's my pleasure to be a host for the day. Welcome to Sunny Side Up. I don't think anybody can ignore the impact of video marketing. In today's B2B marketplace, we have all seen how it enables better audience engagement, better audience targeting. On that note, I'm super excited to welcome Tyler Lasard, currently VP of Marketing at Vidyard. To share his tips and best practices on B2B
1: video marketing. Tyler, welcome to Sunny Side Up. Oh, thank you so much. It's really great to be here to talk about the world of video. So thanks for having me, Mutil. Awesome. Well,
0: can you start by telling a little bit about yourself, your journey at Vidyard? And I guess it's kind of yeah. very interesting. I, I saw that uh, you guys call yourself Vidyard. And so what was the thinking
1: pattern? Why, why, why that name? <laughs> Yeah, so I've been uh, here at Vidyard for about five and a half years, and we're a video technology company, thus the name Vid. And the yard part of the name actually comes from the fact that we really came out of a focus on video analytics. So it was all about tracking and measuring video content within businesses and and helping them understand the ROI of their video content. So thus the name VidYard came to be, and we call ourselves VidYardians as a, a fun little term to celebrate who we are here at the company and the individuals within the organization. But it really is an exciting market to be in. I get to spend most of my time talking to different businesses, B2B, B2C, small and large about how they're using video across their marketing programs, across their sales programs, and probably most importantly, where and how it's working, right? We see lots of different types of videos people are creating, but I get to spend my time understanding what's really working for different companies out there. And it's an absolutely exciting space to be in right now, but we're all still learning. So the best part about it is I get to learn every day from what i am seeing different people out there doing as well.
0: That's fantastic. So, I mean, I mean, like even we following the journey here at Demand Matrix, we have kind of seen how things are kind of evolved, right? All the way from the email to the better email management, better, you know, phone or the dialing software, and now the emergence of video marketing. I mean, it's been there for a while, but I think over the last few years, I thought that there was a big kind of push came over and that there was a big momentum behind it. Can you share with us some of the best performing video marketing campaigns uh, you have come across?
1: Yeah, so to your point, over the last couple of years, there really has been this surge in businesses using video. And I'll talk about some of the examples of some top campaigns. But I think it's actually important to to preface that with the fact that, you know, video is just becoming a lot more accessible to organizations now, which is one of the reasons that we're starting to see it really surge in the market is it's easier than ever to create video content But on the flip side, audience expectations have also changed. And I think that's important for all of us to recognize when it comes to the content we're putting out there. People are expecting more authentic, more transparent types of content. They're expecting shorter form content, and they're often engaging in visual styles of content like video. But compared to five or 10 years ago, people aren't expecting a Hollywood production. So often when people ask, you know, what's the best performing videos you see out there? They're expecting, oh, it's, you know, a big... $2 million video campaign that Coca-Cola did for A, B, and C. But the reality is a lot of what I'm seeing now is organizations that are just being smart about creating high value content with purpose for their audience, more focused on the middle of the demand funnel. So top of funnel is, is important to attract attention. But more and more we're seeing businesses using video through the middle of the funnel and the bottom of the funnel as a way to educate their buyers, right? We all know that video is a more effective way for people to learn because of the visual and audible nature of it to ultimately show rather than just tell what it is we do as businesses. The other important thing is they're using it to earn trust with buyers because, again, we're all competing with so many messages out there now and, and people are just blasting content out there. We really need to earn trust in the market and video is becoming a really effective way to do that. So when you think about those things of video as a way to educate, to earn trust with audiences and to explain and showcase what we do, some of the best use cases I'm seeing are simple things like on our website. My favorite example is actually Marketo that I'm sure if you're listening to Demand Matrix, you probably know who Marketo is. And if you go to Marketo's website, just www.marketo.com and you go to their homepage, you start scrolling down, you'll see they have a sticky footer at the bottom that says watch a four minute demo. And for a lot of us as marketers, we look at that and and it's interesting because, you know, as B2B tech marketers, we're always so focused on request the demo or book a meeting or schedule time. And they've actually moved to this watch a demo primary call to action. And the reason is, of course, people are more likely to click on it because it's self-serve content. But as they're watching those videos, they're learning a lot and they're actually tracking behind the scenes. How long is that person watching each of these videos and using that data to qualify their audience? We heard from them recently, they've dramatically shortened their qualification time while also increasing their conversion rates by using content like video for that. And it's just one of many examples we're seeing where you don't have to overthink it as a complex medium. It's about educating your audience and giving them the information they need in a self-serve fashion. And I love that as a simple example. That's
0: great. Just taking an extension to that, how would you advise a B2B marketer, you know, or even sales to integrate video marketing mm-hmm. more naturally as part of their ongoing email or the LinkedIn outreaches or any other outreaches that they're doing? Which just kind of feels, mm-hmm. you know, in general, we have moved to the world, where it's all about sequencing and it's all about this messages and then this message and you should send email and then you do LinkedIn, then you do phone calls and you leave a voicemail. So we are in this world of the sequences right now. How would you advise or recommend people use video as as a means of
1: their ongoing outreach? Well, it's a great question because I think there's a few things that we all need to think about uh, with respect to what is the purpose and role of video within our, our sequences? Like how can it actually help us tell a bigger, better, more connected story to our audience? So how do we leverage the superpowers, if you will, of what video is? And then secondly, how do we actually create content that is purpose-built for these types of channels and communication? So as you think about the first part of that statement is why and how should I use video in email marketing on my social media channels, even in my content marketing programs? And I, I like to remind people that video isn't just about a different way to tell the same message. If you're creating videos where you're just taking the blog post that you wrote and then delivering it in a video right where somebody is basically saying the same thing that's fine and it's nice that it gives you a visual way to engage in that content but it's not taking a real advantage of what you can do with video so you want to think about you know video's superpowers are i alluded to it earlier but its ability to educate through the use of visuals so it's a great way to take some kind of other message you're trying to deliver so look at your own sequences or things you're putting out on social today and say well here we're linking to this blog post to explain this, or here we're linking to an, e- an ebook or a guide, and over here we're trying to drive people to this, uh, you know, book, to book a meeting with a sales rep to, to, to see a, a live demo. Well, what if in each of those cases we could think about a way to use video not only to deliver the information in a more modern and interesting way, but to also level up the quality of the content? So if you were pointing them to a blog post to learn about a certain topic, what if you had a whiteboard style video or a chalk talk style video or some form of thought leadership video as an alternative where somebody was on camera explaining the topic and it had some supporting visuals that helped made it a lot clearer and more interesting and concise for the audience. So think about what kinds of visuals could help support the narrative to make it really memorable for the viewer. So that when they watch that three to five minute video on that topic, they walk away going, oh, I get it, right? Like it's very clear to me now, um, as opposed to having to read the content and walk away still perhaps maybe not quite clear, right? Video is that your opportunity to clarify and to really show and tell. So I think that's one thing to think about. And that's whether it's on social or whether it's an email, it doesn't matter. The second thing is that video, one of its other superpowers is it gives you the ability to connect in a more human and authentic way, as opposed to written content and even static visual content. Right. It's your chance to put your employees on camera, your real experts, your evangelists, even your customers. And when people see real individuals delivering the message in a natural way, it really amplifies up the authenticity and the genuineness of your message. And I think this is another area where you can think about, you know, how do I use a video to bring that same message to life, but do it in a way that's actually building an authentic connection with the audience. And that all comes back to having real people delivering information in a natural way on camera to connect with your buyers. And then the third I alluded to earlier as well, which is that opportunity to really approve and to earn trust, which is harder than ever to do in in today's market. And I give that other example where look at your cadences or your sequences and say, is there a spot where I'm asking somebody to book a meeting just to get a demo of my software? If so, what if you offered an alternative call to action, which was watch this short three minute demo? And when somebody clicks on that, they can watch a lean back video that clearly shows them what you do. And, of course, as a savvy marketer, you can track that and know whether or not they watch. And they can use that experience to learn about it instead of having to talk to a sales rep and see if that ultimately drives a higher conversion rate because it's more in line with how people want to consume content. And, again, as a marketer, I get bombarded all the time, and I know the last thing I want to do is actually get on the phone with a sales rep. So if I'm offered the ability to watch a short demo, I'll take it every time compared to having to book a meeting. So those are the things you really want to think about is how do you insert video into your existing narrative, into your sequences and cadences to deliver the information in new and interesting ways to create a better connection with your audience and to ultimately give them that on-demand content that gives them a lot of value upfront.
0: Hmm. I think the demo scenario you kind of mentioned is quite interesting, right? The reason sales or marketing, you know, does that or gates this content so that they can essentially yeah. qualify, you know, prospect better make sure that it's, you know, we can truly help them and, you know, it's it's best use of their time and sales time and marketing time. In this case, if you're suggesting that, you know, this three minute demo, three minute video, what they're watching for a given product, is qualification happening as part of it? Because that's in general, you know, that's mm-hmm. an insecurity, right? As part of the sales and marketing is like, if I give this away right now, then am I just missing my qualification part
1: yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's a, it's a really great question. And what we're seeing is different brands are taking different approaches to it. So the example I shared earlier of Marketo, if you go to their website, I encourage you like right now while you're listening to this, if you have your desktop or your phone available, go to Marketo.com and see the experience yourself. In their case, they are gating the content so that it is a new lead gen opportunity. So as you click on watch a four minute demo, you're asked for your information to unlock that content. And once you fill in the form, then you're actually brought into a a portal where there's multiple four minute demos. So there's actually about 20 minutes worth of content that you can go in and binge on in different ways. And behind the scenes, what's really cool is they're then tracking which videos did you watch How long did you engage in each of them? And they're using those as lead qualification triggers. So they actually use Vidyard, which is why I know this story well, as their video hosting platform behind the scenes. And that gives them the second by second engagement for each of those leads. So it's really interesting because now they can say, oh, if somebody clicks to watch the demos, fills out the form, but only watches for 30 seconds, then they may go into a nurture program. But if they watch three of the videos, and they spend more than 10 minutes actually engaging in that content, then we can flip that one to the sales team to have a direct follow-up because we know they're truly engaged, they're leaning into the content, and they're also self-educated once we reach out. So it's a really interesting idea to say, use the videos to capture the lead, but then also use the engagement to qualify their interest. So that's certainly one approach. Another approach we see is offering those short demos upfront, ungated, Because if you don't, the risk is your competitor does and somebody just goes to them because they have a really friction-free experience. But if you do that, make sure you have those really strong calls to action at the end of the video. So give value first, give them that three minute demo up front. But at the end of the video, that's when of course you're gonna prompt for, you know, wanna see the demo customized just for you or wanna learn how exactly we can help your business, click here to book a meeting and to follow up or things like that. Or actually what Acton does is after the short three minute video, they offer a watch a full 15 minute demo and that's where they have a form. So if you're interested in what you've seen, you can lean in and fill out a form to go further. So there's different ways to do it. And I think the idea that you can't gate video content is absolutely wrong. And if you have high enough value content, you can absolutely gate it just like you could an ebook or a request for a call.
0: This is quite insightful. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are kind of thinking about how to incorporate video into the marketing campaigns if they're not already. What are, what are some of the biggest mistakes or, you know, as, as a word of caution, would you give to these teams to avoid? in the initial phase of launching the video marketing?
1: I would say the, the biggest mistake is having the wrong mindset around how video can help your marketing and sales program. And, and what I say by that is most people traditionally think about the role of video for either top of funnel brand marketing and big awareness campaigns or video advertising, right? YouTube pre-roll and video ads on social networks. Those are great, right? Those have their place and you should be thinking about those as part of your mix. But I think the real opportunity with the with video as a medium right now is in the organic content that you could be including, again, throughout that whole buyer's journey. And that's also the content that doesn't require big budget production, right? You don't need to hire an agency and get drone footage and tell these big, bold stories. You can really start by saying, hey, let's create some great product demo videos, right? And they don't have to be expensive. We can do them fairly simply in-house. We could even do screen captures to start just as a way to get that content going. Create thought leadership videos that are interview-based, that include people from your own company explaining topics. So I think really the point here is you don't have to overcomplicate it and think that video means high production, high cost content. There are lots of ways to get started with it as an authentic medium Using your phone as the camera, using a really simple low entry point DSLR or um, action camera or GoPro, and you can create great content. You just have to get thoughtful about what is the story I want to tell on video. How does it help at one of these points during my buyer's journey to try to get a higher conversion rate? And how do I get that message out there to to people visually? So I'd say that's the biggest word of caution: is don't overcomplicate it and think about how video can support that buyer's journey, not just the top of the funnel.
0: Hmm. Are there anything else teams should keep in mind when they're adopting, you know, MarTech or sales tech stacks, if video marketing is to be an integral part of the campaigns?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing there is for a lot of people, they start by using uh, YouTube or Vimeo as their default video hosting platform because they're free and they're simple and, and they're well-known. The problem there is if you are developing a marketing and sales stack, a CRM platform, marketing automation and, and other things, is that YouTube or Vimeo are gonna be disconnected from those platforms. And it's not gonna give you the ability to track the same kind of data in your marketing and CRM systems as you would with other type of content that you are hosting in your your marketing automation tools. So you wanna think about having a video hosting platform that's gonna allow you to track right inside of marketing and CRM, who's watching my videos, how long are they engaging in that content, and can allow you to use that information as part of your lead qualification, your lead scoring, your triggers to your sales team, and so on. Because if you can't do that, then you're going to put these videos out there, but you're going to be back to the point you made earlier of, you know, I'm worried, like, how can I know who's actually engaging? Because if I put up an ebook with a form, I know somebody has to fill out that form, and I know I can track it. But if I put a video out there, I may not know who's actually watching it. And it's hard for me to use it for lead scoring. Um, but there are tools out there, right? There are video hosting platforms out there that fill that gap and help ensure that when your visitors uh, and your your prospects are watching videos, you can absolutely track it inside of your marketing automation. You can trigger lead scores and workflows off of those actions and then ultimately uh, make sure it's a, it's a core part of your demand funnel. So I think that's the most important thing to be mindful of.
0: That's fantastic, Tyler. Any other key takeaways or few words of advice you'd like to share as a parting thought for people who are just getting started on video marketing, thinking about video marketing, or are already doing it?
1: Yeah, I think the last thing I'd I'd like to emphasize is if you are in a marketing role in your organization, is to... Don't forget to talk to your sales team and be explicit in thinking about what kinds of videos could help my sales team, whether that's a sales development group doing outbound or account executives managing deal cycles. What kinds of video content could help them throughout their sales cycle? whether that be to accelerate a deal because, again, you have richer information that you can share, whether it be content that, that helps with their explanation of topics or on-demand demos, things like that. And it's something I think a lot of people miss is that idea of you know, sales reps could absolutely be using off-the-shelf videos to help their deal cycle. So I encourage you to, to have those conversations and, and ask your sales team, if you had a video to explain a certain number of topics to help you through your sales process, what would those videos be? And it might be an area where you can not only now help your marketing results, but also actually help accelerate sales cycles through the use of video. So I think that's the one last thing to be mindful of. And don't forget.
0: Well, thank you for your time today, Tyler. I'm sure our listeners are going to benefit a lot from the tips and the insights that you're providing and some of the examples, actually, you know, you have been provided as to, you know, how to get started and, you know, how to potentially try and, you know, do uh, video marketing certain ways. So with that you know thanks again and I wish you a sunny day
1: from sunny side up thank you very much